Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, welcome to Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. You're listening to Anita Baldwin and Anna Geary. We are at the Get Savvy Club. We had great feedback about the quickies. People love it because they kind of get a few things that they can go and do or it helps them with whatever block they've got. But sometimes the criticism is we don't go far enough and we're really conscious of time when it's a quickie, aren't we? And sometimes there is more to say, but we, so what we're going to do is just once a fortnight, just go into a subject in more detail. Um, And because we speak to loads of different businesses all the time you know we're either working with different businesses or we're speaking to different businesses we kind of get to see what the common trends are for how people feel and we see a lot of before and after so we see when we speak to people and we say okay we can help you the people that go yep I'm going to go for it and then the journey they go on the things that they might stumble upon and that they've got to overcome as they go through to be more successful and make more money and then we see the people who don't go for it and we hear why they don't go for it and then we often don't we talk to them again another six months later and things haven't changed and the reasons why they don't go for it are the same so we've kind of compiled a list of the five things that hold people back from making more money being more successful and having a way easier life and we see these things time and time again so if you can relate to them then yeah just you know let us know we'd love to hear from you on an email or if you can relate to them and would like a bit of help with them then that would be great as well number one on the list is imposter syndrome isn't it yeah god we can't talk about the things that hold people back without talking about imposter syndrome and there is so much out there and i think that everybody has imposter syndrome to a certain extent it might be sexist but i think men suffer from it less than women i think women are more introspective and worry more about what people think of them and uh, what will I look like if I do this and you know I had it as well and it was awful because for me after working in marketing for 25 years when it came to marketing myself I was suddenly just like oh my god I don't know I can't get out and do it and I knew the stuff to do but I thought how can I talk about how I can help small businesses with marketing when I've never done that I've always been in corporate it's ridiculous isn't it because of course you can translate those skills across and you know of course no one's going to go okay well you've only ever worked for businesses with at least 500 employees no I don't see how you can help well maybe if yeah. they, somebody did say that then they're not for me are they but no, they're not your um, ideal client. yeah it's, it absolutely stopped me getting out there when I started my own business just on my own and it, it, it's probably a good thing because it probably prompted me to kind of reach out to you Anna and suggest that we do something together you know safety in numbers kind of thing and you were getting out there and doing all of that all the stuff that I knew I should be but just wasn't so you were kind yeah. of like complimented each other didn't we but you still have that imposter like even now like oh, yeah. people, some people would look at us and be like oh my god you're doing so well because you have the podcast has been going and like what over two years you've got 200 episodes you're doing this but then obviously we, rightly or wrongly, might look at people that are our sort of peers, if you like, and then think oh, they started only a year before us and just look how far they are. And you almost feel like, oh, God, are we, of course we're credible and we've got every right to be here. But you do still question it and you do still think, right, OK, are we, you know, how have they achieved so much? It's that c- comparing as well that if you compare too much, then it does lead to that imposter syndrome, doesn't it? Because you feel like, oh, God, you know, would people really want to listen to us because we're not where they are we've not made that much money yet we're not right over there and it's just I think it just happens at every level that you get I think there's a guy that I follow actually and I listen to his podcast there. Alex Horzosi uh, uh, yeah Mosey yeah, Nation or whatever and like he that guy has made millions and millions and millions of pounds and he's so seriously big money and, like huge money and he's helped so many businesses he had massive imposter syndrome well he felt like really bad because he compared himself you know when is it Kylie Jenner I don't I don't know my uh Kardashians very well but I think uh, one of them anyway made like um a billion dollars and he was thinking oh my god I'm, I'm not made a billion dollars and it actually like set him back for a whole day where he felt so bad because he was comparing himself to her which 
like crazy that you would do that but so even people at that level are still feeling that so there is always somebody you know richer better looking Mm. more hair taller thinner you know better clothes bigger boat nicer car there's always someone out there who's in one way yeah you might be the richest person in the world but um there's someone with better hair (laughs) or who wears a suit better or or whatever you know yeah or has a better relationship or what whatever it may be so the biggest thing with imposter syndrome really is having that awareness of it when it starts to creep in really and stopping it when it happens because it will happen so when it does actually just think about like only really comparing yourself to yourself I would say so where were you last year have you moved on if you haven't why and take steps towards that because that's the other thing you hear so much online right now oh you can get a course out there and make all of a sudden you'll make you'll be a multi-millionaire you probably won't and you you know that you won't like not from a standing start to that you're not going to you're not going to do it in a few short months just by buying somebody's course once it's not going to happen you've got to think of like the things that you can achieve and take those steps towards it in a realistic manner rather than okay i'm just going to manifest because <laughs> if you don't believe it it won't actually happen so you've got to have goals that do actually feel achievable yes out of reach like not out of reach but you know like stretch yourself a bit but not otg not go so my number one it. tip for dealing with imposter syndrome that works with me is to just kind of accept that it will happen and just kind of try and recognize actually this stuff I'm saying to myself is just imposter syndrome so I acknowledge that's what it is and realize that it's just a perception of think okay what if I was to think the opposite of that would that be any more or less true than that fact so if you think well you know I, I haven't been working in my industry long enough to go out and give people advice and if you were to think well I know exactly everything I need to know to go out and give people advice would either of those statements be more or less true than the other it's just about your perception so if you acknowledge that then it's almost like being more objective about it and going yep okay this comes up I have to acknowledge it and I can move on it doesn't mean it's true and that's the best thing you can do because it happens in it's not just business that it happens happens in every walk of life that's my number one tip for dealing with that so the second thing that holds people back that we hear all the time is I just need to get my website done all the time and we've talked about this extensively so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it but basically we didn't have a website till we've been going about 10 months and then we spent 250 quid on someone knocking us up a website that I just wrote super fast and it just like didn't really do anything did it half the time the links didn't work because things changed Um, we changed how we did our business so we've just redone our website actually which is way better and had a compliment on it the other day which was nice the reason it works so much better is because as our business has gone along and evolved and we We've seen that the way we help people is what they need from us is different to what we originally thought they need from us. So how we talk about our product services and even, you know, how we price them and what those products and services are is very different. And so that first website was always going to be, you know, defunct. And so you'll be exactly the same. So we had literally made thousands and thousands of pounds before we even got a website. So if you're telling yourself you can't get out there because you haven't got a website, it's a procrastination tool I to stop see, um, super successful people that are doing really well that are making a lot of money still use um an email address with like gmail at the end mm. like so they've not even gone and got themselves like their domain, domain. yeah they've just like gone no, it's such and such at gmail.com you think oh okay so they're not even bothered to get an email that's relevant to that this is never mind get a whole website but i, I know you guys that do websites you do a great job <laughs> i'm not saying that websites don't have a place because they do but it shouldn't stop you from getting out there because you don't need all of that to get to start your Facebook. You don't need that to start your Instagram, your LinkedIn profile. You don't need that to do that. So don't let that stop you from getting out because yeah. 
you know you could be making money to pay for the website and especially those that have which a lot of people that have that start their own business are, are in a job or they've had a job before and they've made some money so they take a chunk of that money to start their business which is fine but let's start from a point of view that you want to make money from the offset not spend all that money into starting your business if that makes sense there's better things you could be spending your money on than a flash website because who's going to see it actually i was speaking to wasn't i earlier today about a lady that i spoke to that's actually spent a fortune on um getting her videos out they're not even on youtube they're just on so like they're like well she said it's a tv show it's not actually a tv show it's just like on the internet well actually no one's going to see it that's kind of a waste of money really there because if you haven't got any traffic being driven to it it's just out there in the cloud in the world and no no one's seeing it so think of that with your website as well don't let that stop you from getting out there just because your website so it's yeah. not perfect or not not where it needs to be in a way i guess we were lucky inverted commas because we didn't have an investment fund so we literally when we started get savvy which was only a side project we had to earn money before we could spend it and there was a lot more important things to spend it on than websites as we went along so yeah, yeah. you know that was kind of quite low in our list but obviously we needed a kajabi platform which cost quite a lot click funnels all different things and then we had people helping us with the tech because we know that's not our expertise oh, mentorship do yeah. it so all of that was like higher up in the list which is why we just got a cheap and quick and dirty website when we started yeah. it so the number three is have a system so you hear all the time and i don't disagree with it but i get frustrated by it you know add value show up demonstrate your expertise and all of that kind of thing and that's absolutely right but if you don't have a system then you're basically just doing all this stuff and then losing it all and then have to keep reinventing the wheel time and time again so you need a system who you're talking to how you're dropping them in and how you're collecting email addresses and then what you're doing with those email addresses and how you're so it's like your customer journey from journey from what it used to be called back in the day suspect prospect client so you know how you're leading them into those and then if they're not going into the next pot so if a suspect doesn't turn into a prospect then lose them you know don't waste any more time on them so you need a system because it's exhausting to have to go and keep talking to new people all the time yeah. um, but if you've had a conversation with someone and then you maybe send them in uh, you know a cheat sheet or a lead magnet through an email address and then another email talking about whatever and then offer them another conversation then chances are they'll turn into a, a client but it's not often that you'd speak to somebody who you've never met never spoken to before and they don't know anything about you and they'll instantly buy it's got to be some kind of warming up process and if you're not putting them through that warming up process Process. you're just having a call with them and then going oh they didn't buy and i'll go and find some more people then it'll be exhausting and it'll be really difficult for you to make it yeah if you you, know, you all know if you're one of these people because you'll go to networking meetings and you'll be filling your time up and you will be busy and you'll be meeting you just say oh things just aren't t- changing to as much as business as i want but actually we've just been through the process of going through our customer journey again haven't we like what it looks like where the sort of bottlenecks are or how, how are we maximizing every and are we chucking people out when they're not responding because they're obviously yeah. not interested so what's the point they don't want to get your emails and all your stuff because they're not clicking on it so why bother anymore yeah exactly so i'm just really conscious that sounds quite overwhelming when we use the terms that we have here and we've said like a uh, customer journey and if they've not really known about but ultimately and, and when you hear about funnels as well people panic about funnels because they think a funnel would mean like a load of tech and so if it doesn't it literally just means when people drop into your world at some point like how do they go from just dropping into your world to then becoming actually a paid customer? What does that look like? What journey do they go on to get from? Yeah, but unfortunately, a- these days you do need a bit of tech. You don't need to spend money. There's loads of free email platforms, but at the very least, you need an email platform so that you can make sure you're compliant and your unsubscribes are on there. They'll do it all for you. And so that you're not wasting and you're communicating because whether 
LinkedIn or Facebook is going to show that person your post is absolutely not to you. But that you send them an email and make it, you know, compelling enough for them to click and open it is down to you. So, you know, unfortunately, whatever business you're in, you need to get to grips with some tech. You don't need to spend money on it and you don't need to become a techie because these platforms know that the easier, more intuitive they make it, the more likely they are to get more clients. So they do make it super easy. And if I, if me and Anna can do stuff and uh, we don't anymore, but we have done in the past. So if we can do it, then anyone can do it. But that kind of brings us on to the next one, actually, which is about being able to sell. Um, so I think often the, the reason people don't have this system is because what it actually means is follow up. So it means when you first talk to somebody or had a message conversation on social media or even they've commented on your post or something like that what you then have to do is called follow-up and I'm not a salesperson I never had an urge to work in sales and I still a certain part of me thinks oh I'm bothering these people and oh I don't want to hear from me and I have to kind of go right it's part of the job they can ignore you if they want and you know mm. really myself to do it it doesn't come very naturally to me but it does need doing because if you think about how you interact and the things that you buy often you are interested in something and they think i'll think about that later and then life gets in the way and if someone just gives you that nudge you go oh god yeah i did want that i'll go back to that and then they can buy your stuff and they'll love it or they'll get great results from it so actually you have to frame it in your mind that you're just putting an offer out there they can say yes they can say no don't get attached to the outcome but do it because if you don't do the sales part of it if you if you're filling your time in your business and you know yourself when you look at the calendar for what are you doing that week and you might like I said then you might be going to your networking meeting you might be doing this you might where have you actually asked somebody to buy from you because we find it when we work with a lot of coaches don't we and they can get great results when they work with people you don't realize how many people you'd have to speak to to, to actually yeah. get to actually get business through the door so you think oh I'll do a few sales calls and then you can get disappointed because not as many have turned into actual sales well you have to just I don't think it's often it's not about learning new stuff it's about actually you know what to do you've just got to do it and yeah you've got to actually get out there and um, have conversations with people as tough as that is and I keep seeing all these things out there about people saying oh just put it out to the world and but you do need to take action with it you can't just go I want to attract this and then that that's it you can't just put it out there. you do have to put some action behind it you can be positive of course and you can be someone that believes in all the woo which is great but you, if you've got to take some action with it as well, because you can't just sit around daydreaming and think that it will come. Like my parents have just put their house on the market. And my mum was saying that the other day, someone knocked the door and it was a woman who worked for a different estate agent. And they said, I oh, see so you've got your house on the market. Are you looking to move locally? And she went, yeah. And she said, oh, do you mind going on our list? And we'll tell you what houses we've got in the area. And do you want to have a look at what That's we've great. got? And, uh, and she went, yeah. And I went, did you mind that? She went, no, not at all. And I said, yeah, but so... That woman probably, you know, if it comes naturally to her, that's the kind of thing she does. But if it doesn't, she probably had to take a deep breath and go and knock on that door. And there's a chance that some grumpy old sod answered it and told her to F off. If she'd have got your dad, not your mom. Yeah, probably, yeah, <laughs> not my mom. Um, or that it would turn into her selling one of her mm. houses to that person. And I said, you want that kind of character working for you, you know, if it's someone who's selling your house, because they're diligent they'll go the extra mile they'll knock on doors and all and they're the kind of people you want doing stuff to help you sell your house or buy a house or whatever so actually it's a good thing that it's something that doesn't come naturally but actually we value it don't we when we when it happens to us and someone does something that makes our life easier and gets us the result we want we go great thanks very much the last thing is again something we bang on about all the time and it's part of our three c's that we go on about all the time and it's about clear messages how many times do you have a look at somebody's facebook business page 
or their website or read their posts and think, I have no idea what you even do. What are you even offering me? Or how do I get that? Or, you know, like at the moment, inconsequential thing but I'm trying to buy logs because I want to buy them before they sell out for winter and so there's a, a Facebook page and I've sent them two messages on messenger but looking at it they haven't been on their messenger since September I've been onto their Facebook page there's no phone numbers and they've even put a post out in our village Facebook group saying we've given away not giving away but like selling loads of logs and a big picture of their pile of logs and loads of people in the comments have gone how much how much and I've gone how much and they haven't answered, no answered. and it's like hang on a minute you've got to be really clear and really on it so that people know exactly what you do and how to work with you yeah and also don't be clever be clear because mm. we, we don't need you being clever we don't need you using all these long-winded and words the holistic magician manifesting <laughs> what, what what yeah <laughs> like just say what it is like don't be clever don't use jargon don't use these words that are just in your little world that nobody actually uses day to yeah. day <laughs> well we buy the outcomes we want the outcomes. so if you can get that in your headline if you can get that there and it's really really obvious then yeah that's far better than all these different clever oh I, i'm the this person i'm the this person like, it doesn't even mean anything like think about it mm. does an eight-year-old understand it if an eight-year-old understands it then everyone will understand it so yeah. it's funny because when you when you're at school and they try to get you to use more descriptive language or have a bigger vocabulary and blah 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 and actually it's pretty um wasted some people are too clever for their own good like i was actually speaking to a coach that i know last week and i was saying to him do you know what? actually i think you might isolate some people because you're too much of a wordsmith you're actually quite clever with your wording and how you say things and then actually that could put a percentage of people off because they get a little bit lost or don't feel that they're high enough brow for you so but you might be listening to say, no, they're my people they're fine if that's your little pocket that's your little niche but really you don't want people to be feeling like they're dumb around you because they don't understand a certain word it's about use your content to stand out not your headline or your job title mm. so if yeah. there are and there, whatever we do there's loads of other people doing it but just be super clear in that and then like you say be your wordsmith be whatever you want in your content because that's about attracting your tribe to you but people need to understand what you do so these are the five things that are probably holding you back and stopping being successful so i know you'll have a recap anna so to recap we have got imposter syndrome we've got you haven't got a system we've got you just need to get your website done you're not very good at selling and follow up or you don't have a very clear message on what you do and how to work with you or buy from you email us info at getsavvyclub.co.uk or drop us a message unsurprisingly on uh, any of the social media platforms you will be able to find us on, over there and we'll see you on the next episode bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club